Does anybody love jumping on a bandwagon? Any, any, like, any bandwagon jumpers in the room? Yeah? Like, like I, you know, you get caught up in excitement, like in something that has a bit of momentum. I, I, find, I find that it happens to me quite a bit. I, I don't like to admit it. I like to, you know, like I, I go for a football team. It was long-suffering, right? And then we had, we've had some success recently. We had a win last night, which is good. Anyway, I, I like to think that I'm like long-stay, but also I do jump on bandwagons. Do, does anyone get caught up in Olympic fever when the Olympics are on? It's kind of like I don't care about athletics for any day outside of the Olympics but when it's the Olympics, like, and then you suddenly become like experts, like, you, you're watching the diving and you're like, yeah, that was a really good dive. But the reality is you have no idea. They just didn't make a big splash. That's how I, anyway, uh, yeah, these, these kind of bandwagons, like Olympics, Tour de France is another. Does anyone get caught up Tour de France every year? I don't care about cycling. You will never catch me putting on Lycra. It just will not ever, ever happen. It's not a good look. Well, uh, but when the Tour de France is on, I stay up all night. It's like ridiculous late nights and I jump on that bandwagon. What I've done over the last two days is jump on the Masters bandwagon. Has anybody been watching the Masters golf? So I'll, I'll admit something this morning. Last night, uh, there, was a, there was a worship thing on here last night. It went was there, went home and saw that the Tigers had won the footy. So I watched the whole replay of the game. While I was, you know, looking over the message I'd prepared. Anyway, the end of the game came, Susie is already long in bed. And then I was on KO anyway. So I was like, oh, the Masters? Oh, I'll switch on and watch. And I watched for a bit and it kind of said Tiger Woods' tee-off time was 2.30 in the morning. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not staying up for that. I start watching, the next announcement I heard was, Tiger Woods is teeing off in 45 minutes. And I'm like, I reckon I could last that. <laughs> it was like 15 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm really struggling. 2.30, I watched Tiger tee off. I watched his first hole and then I went to bed. So I got to bed at about 2.40 last night, jumping on some Masters band. The grass is just amazing at Augusta. It's like, I could watch it all night. Anyway... Some dude was driving the ball ridiculous. Champion, what's his name? Champ? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, yeah, masters. I found getting caught up on bandwagons happened heaps at school. You know, like there are fads at school and you just get caught up in the excitement. So even if you didn't like that thing, you still got caught up in it. And yeah, I, I remember hearing... I loved basketball and kind of got caught up in basketball cards at, at high school. But Susie, Susie doesn't like sport much. And she, even as a teenager, got caught up in the fad of basketball cards to the, to the point where she still has folders full in our garage of basketball cards. You get, you get caught up in different, in different fads. I, I don't know if it was like this at your school. Maybe you went to a much better school than I did. But does anyone remember someone would say, there's a fight? And suddenly every kid in the school is on the oval. Like you get caught up in the excitement. You don't even care. Maybe you didn't even like fights. But everybody is running towards the oval. So, so you, all, you all jump in. Well, 
This morning is Palm Sunday. I don't know if you knew that in the calendar. And, and quite often, I remember as a kid, you'd come to church on Palm Sunday and there'd be palm branches everywhere, right? Like, we've got a couple of, I don't know, plants. <laughs> Do they count? The kids were playing with some branches outside. Uh, Anyway, we'll get on to that. Let me read from Scripture this morning. We're looking at uh, Matthew's account of Jesus' triumphant entry. So Matthew 21. Uh, Encourage you to look at the screen or open up your phone or Bible. and Let's have a look. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, You will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded, They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession and all the people around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. And the crowds replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Can we just quickly pray and then we'll we'll look at this scripture together. God, we thank you, you're good. We thank you that for your word, we thank you uh, that it comes alive when we look at it with your help, Holy Spirit. So we ask for your help, Holy Spirit. Make it come alive in our lives bring truth to us, bring transformation in the name of Jesus. Amen. So my first thought in this story of Jesus' kind of entry into Jerusalem is everyone just jumped on the bandwagon, right? We hear this story of Jesus had, sure, he had lots of people kind of listening to his teaching, but we hear the whole of Jerusalem kind of got swept up in Jesus' arrival in there. They got caught up in the excitement, the parade that kind of started to come into Jerusalem. Now, it's for good reason that they got caught up. The people of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah to arrive. They, They actually had heard that Jesus, this guy was saying he was the Messiah and he would be the new king that he would come into Jerusalem, that he would claim the throne, that he would overthrow kind of the the Roman powers over them, that he would kind of return uh, God's people back. People got caught up in it. But how funny is it that even in Matthew's account, he's like half the people were there was like, what is actually going on? You know? I I think last year when we looked at Palm Sunday, uh, I mentioned... Beatlemania. That actually in Adelaide, when the Beatles came to arrive, like like more than half the city came out to see the Beatles. Now, maybe half the city loved the Beatles, 
And they, you know, fair enough. It was pretty good. But I reckon lots of people just got caught up in the excitement, right? They just were like, what is actually going on? What, what can we see here? This story uh, in the Christian calendar is the start of Holy Week, we call it. Leads into Easter. And unfortunately, when we look at the scripture, we see that this initial excitement of Jesus entering the city soon wavers, doesn't it? And actually, we see quite quickly how people start to even turn on Jesus as he's in Jerusalem. We see that because, you know, one of his mates betrays him. We then see that he's put on trial and arrested. And actually, in the middle of the trial, the people who were calling out Hosanna the week before end up asking for another man to go free, Barabbas. We even, I don't know about you, but when I look at the gospel accounts of Jesus when he's put on the cross, it doesn't talk about the crowds that were gathered, right? Those people who were caught up in the, the bandwagon, the excitement, the parade, quickly faded. Now, what we see in, in the the I like to call it Coat Sunday. Can we, can we adopt this as a church? I think I tried last year. It'll catch on after about, I don't know, 20 years of saying it. But actually in Matthew's account, it said some people put branches, but it said most people put their coats down. So it should be Coat Sunday. So next year, bring a coat. We'll put them on the ground and we'll decorate, hang coats everywhere. Uh, what we see in the Coat Sunday... <laughs> account is actually the fulfillment of prophecy. We, we see uh, Matthew makes it really clear. That's one of the things that Matthew does in his account of the gospel is he likes to remind us that Jesus is the fulfillment of what the prophets had, had said. And so we see, you know, a king entering a city on a donkey. Another sign that Jesus was who he said he was. But I think this morning, for us, there's a great warning in the account of Coat Sunday. A warning, a check for ourselves. And the message that I thought, it might just be a little reminder for us, but I thought we needed to hear this morning is are we just here for the parade? Caught up in the excitement? Are we actually kind of a bit bandwagoners in some ways? Or will we follow Jesus in every season? Will we make sure as followers of Jesus, as Christians, that it's not just about us getting excited on Sunday, or for Sunday, but it's about us being the church every single day of the week. Now, can I tell you, I love gathered worship. I, I love Sundays. I, I actually love the party of getting together as believers where, where we sing, like I love songs, singing songs in unity together, kind of declaring the goodness of God is, is amazing. And I need it. I need gathered worship. 
I need Sundays to spur me on through my week, right? Where we come together and we encourage each other, we, we lift each other up, we, we pray for each other, we, we confess to each other, we repent together. But actually, I think God calls us to more than that. Following Jesus is more than just getting caught up in the excitement of one moment. Hebrews 10.25 actually kind of says, let us not neglect our meeting together. Like church is important. Our meeting together, some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of his return is drawing near. I guess the thing, the warning tied up in Palm Sunday is that we get to be the church and followers of Jesus every day. It's easy to get together on the Sunday, but it can be more challenging to follow Jesus in different environments, can't it? And again, we see in the story, the, the environment was, was electric when Jesus entered Jerusalem. It was quite easy to just get caught up in all of that, the emotion, the, the excitement of a parade. But we see things get gradually harder, don't we, in the story? To the point where one of Jesus' best mates betrays him. Where we see one of his other best mates denies that he even knows Jesus. It can be harder to follow Jesus in challenging environments. Coat Sunday is a great reminder for us to follow Jesus, even to the cross, right? And this Holy Week, as we, as we spend a week kind of focusing on Jesus' journey from into Jerusalem to the cross on Friday, which again, I'd love you to, to share with us on Friday. It's a great reminder to follow Jesus to the cross in the quiet moments in the hard moments, in the moments where we're facing grief. Can I even suggest that those moments, the hardest bits, are actually some of the greatest moments of following Jesus? The parade and the party are great. They are good and they're fun and they're, they're kind of easy. But can I suggest that the real power is when we place Jesus as king of all of our life. Not just in the highs, but in the all. For some of you, you're like, Nath, of course, I, I know this. You, you've talked about this before, or I, I know this. And, and maybe some of you are like, easy. I, I've patterned my life on Jesus, and, and that continues. And this morning, as we gather together, I want to encourage you in that. How good is that when we find that when we follow Jesus through the hard stuff, actually there's beauty in that. There's, we see God's blessing in that. But I also know for some of us, after Sunday, it just gets really hard. It's hard without the encouraging voices around you during the week. That some of us work in places where the environment is hostile. It's hard. For some of us, we go, we go home, and, and even home isn't maybe the most encouraging place. 
I want to spur you on this morning. I want to encourage you. And I believe that, as always, we have a helper in those moments. And so we're going to, we're just going to pray. And I, I actually want us, after we pray, I just want you to spur on and encourage the person next to you. For some of us, it might be family. That, that's good. That's great. For some of you, you might need to stand up and walk across the room. There might be someone that you've got something encouraging to spur on. But I want to pray first that Holy Spirit helps us to follow Jesus in all the moments. To keep following to the cross. And then, yeah, we're just going to spend a couple of minutes just encouraging one another, spurring each other on. Let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you that you're good. Jesus, we want to follow you. We want to be like you. We don't want to just do it in the, the fun parade moments, but we want that to permeate every area of our life. We want to place you as king over all of our life. We ask Holy Spirit for help with that. We want to, exp- we want to experience your, your, the richness of life, your joy, your peace, your grace in every aspect of life. In those moments during our week in which things are tough, there's grief. We thank you that you're with us. Help us to follow you in those moments. Help us to be like you. In these moments as we share together as community, Holy Spirit, prompt us. Help us to encourage, to spur one another on. As we lead into Easter, remind us. Remind us of your sacrifice. But also keep in our mind your resurrection, your restoring, your renewal. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So encourage you. You might just be the person next to you. Just encourage them into the week. Might be really simple things. Or you might have an opportunity to kind of walk around the room a little bit and and spur each other on. Uh, Let's do that for a couple of minutes. Let's go.